Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast. Podcast. Strangle your demons and let's go. Y'all need Jesus! Can we figure out what we keep doing wrong? Why the good times never last for long? Welcome to the Comfortable and Chaos Podcast. I am your host, Eric Helberg. And we're like Einstein over here, men. You already know this. We have no special talents. Definitely singing is not one of them, but you know I get a kick out of bringing you guys a little jingle here and there. Moreover, I wanted to distance myself from our blazing rock music that Keith Kramer put together for us and get down a little bit melancholy. And of course, we have no special talents. We're just passionately curious, passionately curious about all things pertaining to men How in the hell did we get here and where is it that we want to go? The longer I live, the more people I come in contact with, the more that I am absolutely convinced that we don't have any special talents. I think it is a drive to simply excel in something and you don't let it go. And therefore, there may be some innate giftings proffered, but it is that work that produces that end result. But I am convinced we are so, so, so alike as men. And I really believe it is God's design. I mean, we may look a bit different, um, have different builds, different personalities, characters, But we are so, so similar. Just sit down and talk to some people and find out. And that's what this nation, our own neighborhoods, and even in our own families, we are missing. It's an awful thing. We're not going to stay on that note. That's just a quick observation. And since I mentioned Keith Kramer... Yeah, he's a respected buddy of mine. Did the intro and outro, meaning the music for the Comfortable and Chaos podcast. And I just reached out to him because I wanted his opinion. I mean, he's been in the radio game 30 plus years. He works with podcasters. He's seen all sorts of things, obviously on his show Sunday Stripped, which you've heard me run some of his promos on this show. He's dealt with so many artists of all genres of music, everything that they've contended with. And it's all relatively the same to what the average guy has lived, albeit in a heightened sense, because you have an audience and life's moving really fast. But it's all the same. Nonetheless, what Keith told me is, is Eric, and you hear this building up as you're listening right now, I know you do. I can feel it. So like you have so much more going on in that brain of yours. 
and so much more to tap into and provide to these men. Stop holding back. And he's right. It's time to break this thing down raw, get into more and more unfiltered stories. Now, of course, Keith did tell me, Eric, get you a professional studio, mitigate all the background noise, and I'm cool with that to a certain degree. But despite the fact we're listened to in 40 countries now, we're still brand new. We're still growing. I like raw. I like unfiltered men. I would rather have a, what would I call him? A diehard sinner right in front of me, unapologetic, as opposed to, let's say, a religious hypocrite. At least I know that's where he's coming from. I think I would rather do that. And I think that's where that verse comes from that Christ talks about and says, if you're lukewarm, if you're lukewarm in your following of him and or Christianity, he will vomit you out of his mouth. Mm. That's a strong term, definitely. But I think what he is saying, and of course I'm just a fallen man, I'm not Joel Olstein over here rendering an opinion, although he never renders an actual, actual opinion on Scripture. Let's say it's Paul Washer. My belief is what Christ is saying is, is you, as long as you are zealous and can hold fast to a tenant, i.e. meaning not even a belief in me, I have something to work with. If you truly know me, you will be just as zealous in your following of me as opposed to the wishy-washy one who mixes and blends in and out to make the exact formula needed to simply get by or go along with the world. So in that vein, we are going to remain authentic in that capacity. We're going to talk about what we believe in, why is that? And we're going to go about this journey that I've spoke of in so many episodes unfiltered. It may include language, may include inflammatory language. Um, we're going to delve down deep into our psyches. And if you haven't done the deep work of looking in, I'll let you know what I have found out. And doing so with myself. And what you can expect from me also is that we are going to get a bigger footprint into the social media world. For those of my listeners in my own community, I really appreciate it. Whether you think I'm a dipstick or a good dude, whatever in the hell, and we've had a chance to actually interact, you've seen me out and about. Um, we're going to get into some of the hardier aspects of being men. They'll be short, um, but it's things that men look forward to. It could have things that involve just working out, how we play with our kids, 
what we do with our animals out here, if you have things like us, horses, chickens, all that crazy stuff. The true essence of life and the simple things that I believe that left to our own device, we would simply champion, embrace, and be content with. So for all the guys around here, thank you so much for giving me a forum. And I hope this is providing you a forum in your own thoughts. From your responses and comments, I see that it has. I welcome them at any time. Get underscore recovery at msn.com. You can get to it from my website. And you know I will correspond readily right back to you. Now, you guys helped to make me here locally. How this message has branched out into the world. I'm just going to say thank you, Lord. I heard that could happen. I didn't expect it would so quickly. So in that regard, for my brethren over in India, thank you, Darminder Singh. I have an episode coming for you guys, and it's called Chasing the Prince. And I will tell that story this week of how I had to chase an Indian prince once he got here to America and how exhausting it was, how many months really close to a year that it took and what all he was truly involved with. And then what I think I'm going to approach is, have you ever felt like you were invisibly shackled? And what was it that had a hold on you that precluded you from doing what you truly would desire and or whereby you almost felt like your day-to-day existence was a sin or you were committing a crime? Hold on to that. We're going to go real deep and I'm damn sure I'll probably get emotional about it. And ultimately, what we're looking for here is quoting author Brene Brown. Yes, this is a show for men, but we can recognize a nugget of wise wisdom from a lady. And I think what we're going to say is just simply, we're going to keep telling my story, our story how we've overcome what we went through. And Lord willing, it will be someone else's survival guide. Especially when they lack the wherewithal to go on. They don't know how they should go on. And really, daily life is simply a quest for survival. So where do we go from here? Hold that thought and let's segue into the survival of our nation. We know that Abraham Lincoln quoted the Bible and said, A house divided cannot stand. We know we're more divided in this nation than ever before. Someone or something needs to unify us. Leaders are going to fall short. 
but collectively leaders can. And I'm going to tell you, this episode right here is for a man I gave my word to. I think he tried to bring unity and comfort. And this is just indicative of what we are dealing with on the war from within. Not our own selves. Definitely in the selves of those that make these heinous decisions. But within our country. I have a neighbor. His name's Kenny Vaughn. Many of you know him. Now I'm going to butcher the description on what he actually did. I'm just going to say he was a world record champion water ski jumper. Many of you have read his book. Many of you have heard about him in the paper. And in his quest to become the best at that, obviously, other than just the physicality of it, which should promote fear, who wants to go 200 feet, I don't know how high up in the air, at 60 miles an hour, launch over a ramp, and if you crash, everything just isn't precise, you start breaking things. It's a very dangerous sport. Well, I think more of Kenny's fear, as he's described, was internal. You can almost even call it demonic. The naysaying presence of the devil. Therefore, trying to keep him from becoming something. But in the physical, you can latch onto that. I've done it so many times. Heard these uh, doubting voices. Felt fear of failure in my own self. And you have to find a way to continue on. For him, one of the helping measures was that his wife started writing Bible scriptures on some of his water skiing gear. Well, ultimately, it led into Mr. Vaughn starting Shields of Strength. And they started making, if you want to call it for lack of a better term, religious jewelry. But probably the biggest ticket item were the not official issue because as soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, etc., etc., we have government-issued dog tags. can give our social, our names, our religious choice. You've heard me do a episode on that. But he took that template, forged his own dog tags, and would put religious scriptures and or slogans on them. And people bought them up readily. And in fact, they were championed so much by our armed forces that the Department of Defense provided him with a contract. Now, I'm a layman. I have no doctors of jurisprudence. And I will tell you the firm that has been representing Mr. Vaughn out of Plano, those guys and girls are American heroes. Those are those behind-the-scenes heroes that champion actual religious liberty, not trying to curtail it, and the promotion of civil liberty instead of under the name of that, dampening it. But... I'll use soldiers colloquially. Soldiers everywhere were starting to wear these. In fact, when President Bush, at the beginning of Operation Iraqi Freedom, spoke in Arlington National Cemetery about a captain who was killed 
in the invasion at that time, our very first soldier, he commented and read the descriptive that was on a Shields of Strength dog tag. That's pretty inspiring. And I would venture to tell you that that is what Kenny and Shields of Strength message and hope was for all of our boys that were now going to be, and girls, harm's way for the next 20 plus years. If he made money in that passionate pursuit, that's just the creme on the cake, man. The cream on the cake. He was doing it as a service, a service of good. Well, long story short, here comes good old Lloyd Austin. Now let's talk about Lloyd Austin. By all accounts, Lloyd Austin is, let's say, pleasing to the eyes. He looks very genteel. Now you guys have heard me talk in the past that these guys that seem overtly nice oftentimes behind the scenes can be very treacherous. But in looking at his military jacket, where the hell did he come from? Now we know the way the military has evolved with society to become general officer instead of battlefield heroics, and we've had plenty of opportunity at it. You have to be more of a yes man. Ride the waves, kind of like the lukewarm vomit of society. Champion the minority, meaning the smallest number, no matter how insane's ideals, as opposed to the good of the greatest number out there, including our own military in which you're there to lead and provide guidance to. So Lloyd comes up out of nowhere. But I'm going to tell you that it coincided with the presidency of Barry Obama. Because once we had the inauguration and President Obama settled in, not too long thereafter, several months thereafter, we received the 40th director of the Joint Staff. He's kind of like the liaison with the Joint Chiefs of Staff and our legislative bodies and the president. Well, you know who that became? Lloyd Austin. I'll be dang. Well, we know that President Obama was then elected to a second term. Next thing you know, good old Lloyd Austin becomes the Vice Chief of Staff of the Army. Wonderful. Well, let's look at going back to the director of the Joint Chief. Who was he preceded by, Lloyd Austin, who seemingly is a paper-pushing yes-man, but the person who held that position before him was none other than General Stanley McChrystal, a special operations warfighter. But then we get Lloyd Austin under Barack Obama. All right? Then he becomes Vice Chief of Staff of the Army in Obama's second term. Well, better than that, while still serving that administration, 
he becomes director of CENTCOM, Commander of the United States Central Command. You know who he was preceded by there? Mad Dog Mattis. General Mad Dog Mattis, a Marine Corps general that men would kill for, and I'll paraphrase, but who was known for quotes such as, after we lay waste to this enemy, they will remember us here for the next hundred years. We're going to take the savagery out of them and be more savage. Well, what happened is old Lloyd Austin got in there, and instead of savagery and meeting your enemy head on and destroying them, I guess we got more interested in saying yes to the right people and signing our documents with Mont Blanc pens. Seems to happen that way. And he held that position up until, you know what? We got a new president in 2016. A president who never engaged us in any other foreign wars other than meeting troop requirements that were already set in stone. He didn't send our boys and girls to any new theaters during that time. But he said, if I'm going to have someone in these general officer positions, they need to know the actual conditions on the ground, meaning they needed to interface with the people actually carrying out our missions abroad, know what they need, know how to best guide them. So if you were a yes man like Lloyd Austin, you were out. Well, we know what happened in 2020. Fast forward, we get President Biden. What does President Biden do? He resurrects Lloyd Austin from the dead. And at that time, good old Lloyd Austin was on the Raytheon board. Oh, yeah. One of our biggest defense contractors there ever was. A lot of those good old Raytheon missiles were fired into Yemen during that time and and during his absence from CENTCOM. And boy, we were helping the Saudis destroy all those people in Yemen. And uh, were they Houthis or not? Who really knows? But lots of new contracts were signed with Raytheon during that time. And Lloyd Austin, he was on the board. But now he's going to be our Secretary of Defense, a civilian position. Well, that's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. But you know one of the things that Lloyd Austin does when he becomes Secretary of Defense? Instead of attacking our enemies, he decided to attack shields of strength. Like I mentioned before, I'm not a copyright attorney. I'm not going to get into trademarks, all of those things, statute of limitations. But why in the world could you possibly have a problem with dog tags that coincide with governmentally, governmentally issued identification tags that people simply wear to inspire them feel close to the Lord, whether they're back in garrison or out on the fields of battle. Could you possibly find anything wrong with that? Well, Lloyd Austin did. He found it so problematic that he filed a lawsuit against Shields of Strength. And I think Shields of Strength will ultimately prevail in this. I think they will prevail. And it will be further egg on Lloyd Austin's face, the Biden administration, and this woke 
Department of Defense. Lloyd Austin, here's what you need to be concerned about. Leave these people alone who have been beside our soldiers and helped to champion their fight. And why don't you focus on the fact that unless you have the guys that are purely in the drink and the asymmetrical warfare we've been fighting for 20-plus years and you've already ground these guys down into hamburger meat, that's our special operations community, you are now picking fights with established militaries around the world, which means you're going to need the rest of the military, which is so disenfranchised and incapable that we're setting our own selves up for slaughter. 70% of them, according to John Lavelle and Warrior Poet Society, Third Ranger Bat veteran John Lavelle, Warrior Poet, pulled the stats up last week. 70% of our military, not the warfighters I just mentioned, but the general military are obese. They don't meet army height weight standards. I'm using that as a colloquial term. Their body mass index is all out of whack. So yes, you are 70, but what I'm saying is is that our younger soldiers look like you, which is a disgrace, meaning they don't have the stamina, the strength, the agility, nor the ability to fight, but you want to trounce on some religiously backed dog tags, you dog? Give me an effing break, man. You can't even get people to join the armed forces right now. We know that you went absent without leave, Lloyd Austin, for an elective procedure purportedly, but it was prostate cancer. No one knew where you were. And guess what? What if decisions, perilous decisions needed to be made? While your staff called in and said, go discreetly <sighs> to Lloyd's home. Don't turn on your sirens. Don't turn on your lights because we don't want anyone to know what has happened. Well, guess what? His undersecretary, Kathleen Hicks, was vacationing in Puerto Rico. Well, ain't this grand. So, our Secretary of Defense is out. It wasn't an emergency. He chose to have this procedure. He was absent without leave. In fact, the President of the United States had not one inkling of what was going on. Many of the Pentagon did neither. His closest aides, yes. So... That means while he is under anesthesia, incapable of making congruent decisions, those responsibilities fall to his deputy director of defense. Now, it is quite an achievement for Kathleen Hicks. She was the first woman sworn into that position and confirmed by the United States Senate. But shouldn't we be less concerned about putting a woman in there and more concerned about putting someone in who actually has some recognition in her chosen endeavor instead of purely 
We know you have a doctorate and two degrees, Kathleen, and we know you're a very nice lady. But because you have been an academic and a studier of policy, how about a little bit of low crawling? How about a little bit of depravity and hardship? How about a little bit of one-on-one with the troops? But we know, like Lloyd, you were simply checking a box. And our nation is not in good hands with you, too. Some changes need to be made. I think there is ample evidence now. Lloyd, why don't you simply walk away? Walk away and do the right thing. You've already done it before. It shouldn't be hard. And maybe we need to become a country once again focused more on preparedness against our enemies because they are many. And if we are truly going to do that and get rid of the fat asses that are inept in the military, maybe we ought to give them their own personalized dog tag with a scripture they can count on from shields of strength in order to forge ahead. So until next time on the Comfortable and Chaos Podcast, I bid you bon voyage, my burgeoning flock. Until next time, like and subscribe to the Comfortable in Chaos.